Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. What a time it was. The weekend that was. We partied like kings and had a true Renaissance man meeting at around 11, 11.30 at night at uh, Northside Quick Trip on North 3rd Street. Who was the greater author, Ernest Hemingway or William Shakespeare? We say good morning to Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, who was in that heated debate with us. Good morning, Grant. I was there for that heated debate. I don't I don't know if I held a position in that debate. I think I left that to you and Rowdy. It was a great time. It was a great weekend. You're right. What a time to be alive, Grant. We had a blast oh. with you uh, tailgating Wisconsin Army. Then you absconded. Great to meet your parents. Then you absconded away to the game, then came back, and we proceeded mm-hmm. to crush some shots and some beer, and then it spilled over to Quick Trip, and then at uh, my house, a very fantastic time. It was a pleasure to uh, host Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Did you enjoy yourself? Well, it was a I had a blast. It was a pleasure to be in your fair city and be shown a great time by you and Rowdy. And I must say, um, it almost felt like the before times. Uh, you know, you almost forget about what's going on in the world when you have a chance to just take it a Badger game tailgate with a couple of friends and see your family. I mean, it's, you forget about all the stresses in life. It was it was great. It yeah, was we better stress-free. than any island vacation I could have asked for. We were stress-free, Grant Pills. We were uh, living large and in charge and looking for booze. Yeah, and and some chickies, Rowdy. All right, so <laughs> Grant, I was saving this for you. We were just doing a little roundup of D bag of the week. Uh, we did settle on the University of Tennessee and their fan base to be up for D bag of the week for you know throwing trash all over the field and just looking like a holes. We yeah. we decided, I think, not to uh, have Brett Bielema up for what he had said about his own team, uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini. I saved this for you because I know your affinity with him, uh, Russell Wilson. Did not play, obviously. He is hurt with uh, with that oh. finger injury. Russell Wilson, before the game even started, though, uh, was it against the Steelers. Russell Wilson, Grant Bills, was out on the field and decided to run his own two-minute drill all by himself. He even pretended to be in the huddle and was giving oh. uh, impromptu motivational speeches to literally no one but the microphone that was by him and then ran a two-minute drill before then sitting on the bench and then for some reason in overtime coming out to do the coin flip. Would you consider Russell Wilson and the cheese ball that he is out there running a two-minute drill while injured and even giving ghosts pump-up speeches a D-Big of the Week candidacy? I didn't know what you were going to ask me today. I thought maybe Bucks, maybe a little Packers oh, Bears. We'll get to that. Yes. I, I, I never dreamed in a million years that you would give me an open door to slander Russell Wilson. I can't stand him. And I've been able to stand him for, I don't know, four or five years. But I've always been on the outside. I've been in the minority. You know, everyone's like, oh, Grant, how can you dislike Russell Wilson, former Badger? Oh, he's so great. He's a man of faith or, or whatever. No, he sucks. Okay? And I got to say, my heart was warmed. My, my cockles, my loins were warmed yes, this weekend to go on social media and to see people being like, what the hell is this jerk doing? <laughs> he's taking, what is, he's, he's in a fake huddle. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe the cameras were around to catch this. My goodness. Of course, it was staged. What a tool. And then to come out and do the coin to- toss in overtime in your sweatpants. Ah. Like, screw you, man. I'm glad to see I'm glad to see Hawks lost. And I hate the Steelers. And you know what? Speaking of Badgers, I don't like T.J. Watt either. He's a dirty player. And I, you know what? I'm glad the Packers have Kevin Jeez. King over T.J. Watt because he annoys me, too. Wow. Hashtag we're at it. team future. So, Grant. Um, yes. As yes. A, as and a, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, you know what? One more thing. Oh, yeah. He should be taking guy. advantage. He has he is, has all this time off because of the first injury in his career. And I would think that instead of spending it d- doing the coin toss and pretending to play fake football on the field, he would spend a little bit more time with his son. Oh, wait. It's not his son. It's wow. future's son because he's a beta because he's raising another man's child. Wow. Jeez, Grant Bills, inspired. I D-bag, we, D-bag I, of the week. I think Madison has changed. Grant, him. did we did we awaken a beast in you on Saturday? I, I didn't expect to be able to. I, I almost brought this up on my show. Grant, I, I think we, up, I think we I woke something up in you. I didn't really have a reason to bring this up. You guys gave me an open door. So I think I it's, wanna, I think it's when I made that listener uh, uh, spider shoulder check you and call you some choice words. I think it rattled something loose in you. 
I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like I it. was ready to throw down. There would have been a scene in the red uh, zone. So Grant, <laughs> as a guy who was a, a former D bag of the week candidate, do you want yeah. to do the honors and nominate Russell Wilson then? I would love nothing more to nominate Russell Wilson for this week's D-Bag of the Week and every D-Bag of the Week until the end of time, but I know that's not how it works. Well, so we'll Grant, he just made the list uh, by yeah. the nomination or the, the seconding of you, Grant Bills, of the Wisco yeah. Sports Show. Wow. Hey, Grant, uh, speaking of D-Bags, what do you think of uh, people flicking off Aaron Rodgers and then the people who, even Packer fans, who are upset about Rodgers saying, all my effing life, I own you, I still own you. Why, why are people upset that Rodgers said that? Why would anyone be upset about any of these things? I, I flip off people at sports games all the time. Now, I'm not sitting in the front row, but that's how I express myself at games. Were you I flip off, off my own hey, hey, hey. Were you flipping off the troops at Camp Randall? I would never. Okay, I maybe flipped off Graham Mertz a time or two after oh, his okay. fumble. Maybe okay. I flipped off Graham Mertz. Why is anyone mad about any of this? Like I, David Monona, the wizard, called me up yesterday and complained that there were Packers fans complaining that Aaron Rodgers did this. And I guess... The, the radio show Wilby and Tausch ran this as a poll, and they were taking people's opinions. Please don't, I, please don't mutter that on my show on our show, please. I'm not even spending time on it. Why? Why are we upset I did about not, this? Not name on my show, please. Thank you. He didn't use any swear words. He didn't. He didn't gesture to his private area. He just said, "I own you," which, by the way, he does. And if that's like a bad example for your kids, I don't know. Then take your kids for a walk and spend time with them. Teach him about the birds and the bees. I don't know. It's not up to Aaron Rodgers to raise your kids. And if he was raising your kids, there would be a lot worse things that he can say than I own you in the direction of a sports team, for God's sake. People need to, people need to toughen up. Grant, you are, you are feeling it today, and I, lo- I love it. I can't wait for the Wisco Sports Show tonight from 4 to 6. All right, Grant, I know why you're fired up. Tell the folks, tell the folks what's happening today and why you're so excited. Oh, it's the best day of the year. The NBA season starts today. <laughs> Grant Bills, the guy, the only person I know who crushes every single regular season game imaginable and just feeds off of it. Grant Bills, yes, oh. Bucks, Nets. What are we thinking for the Bucks title defense? Going to happen? Your buddy Grayson Allen just signed a multi-year deal. You know, normally, normally cheering for your team to repeat a title, it's just such a pipe dream, right? It's so hard to do, right? People maybe lose motivation a little bit. I'm I'm intrigued by this Bucks team's chances to repeat because, I don't know, there hasn't really been a team like this in the last decade, maybe other than the Warriors, who finally broke through to the other side, won a title with their young core, and then kept everybody around because you're talking about the Heat, which is a super team. That was kind of different. And then the Cavs and the Warriors for four years, that was kind of its own unique thing. The Raptors were a one-year wonder. The Lakers were LeBron and also a bubble thing. So you have this Bucks team. That was a big championship. Yeah, that was a fake championship. And you know what? The Dodgers championship was fake, too. That was a game season. That doesn't count because our team didn't win. So, I, I mean, I think Giannis kind of flipped the switch. Like, he figured something out in the playoffs last year. And whereas I'm not normally huge on any team's chances to repeat because it's so hard, I do think this Bucks team is in kind of a unique spot where they feel like we're just getting started and we just started to figure out how it, you know how we can win. And it helps that Kyrie Irving is – like seemingly can't play basketball in the city of New York, like, and he might retire for social justice reasons or whatever. Like that would he should come to the Bucks too. No, not free and open, free and easy. Yeah, he has to wear a mask in Dane County going into. Well, the good thing the Bucks don't play in Dane County. Exactly. So what are we even talking about? Kyrie could come play for the Bucks. He'd come off the bench, back up Drew Holiday. Oh, he started an offense off the bench. No, Kyrie needs to start. Well, what if where's Grayson Allen going to play then? He needs his minutes. He can sit next to Thanasis. <laughs> be the you can trip guys when they run by the bench. Exactly, you he got can it. be the ten million dollar fifteenth guy on the bench. Uh, one of our listeners, Corey and Marshall, says Bills woke up and chose violence this morning. I'm loving it. Grant, we did well, we I, did rattle something loose to you on Saturday. I like this. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, was I know what like, it was. I think it was the copious amounts of Jameson we put down. Great. I, I wasn't hung over at all. Was, this was a well executed weekend of drinking, and when you feel like you drink just the perfect amount. Drink the right amount of water. You well, get that's because you went to the sleep. game. Yeah, if you would have stayed with us at the red zone and just partied our asses off, you would have been hungover. Yeah, that would have been bad. But I was I was there with my family. See, this is what David Monono was upset that I didn't come to see him. I was with my family. I was visiting my parents, my brother, who just moved into school there. He he walked us around campus and showed us the sights. I got to, got to go to the terrace uh, for the first time ever. I see white girls on Instagram posting pictures there all the time, but I'd never been there in person, so that was kind of cool. And, uh, My question is why you on a random girl's Instagram accounts, Grant. I feel like that would be no no with your situation now. Not random girl. Whatever. How does that sound? <laughs> Whatever. Random girl's Instagram. 
Grant Bill is thirsty, thirsty, and I'm not talking about that JMO or those Coors Lights, buddy. Jeez, mister. Hey, Grant. That, that tailgate was sponsored by Coors Light. Delicious beer, cold as the Rockies. And Grant, Gizmo has been asking about you ever since. He's wondering where you've been. So uh, Gizmo sends his, his best in his regards. He misses you. What a good boy. And it was nice to meet your lovely wife as well. Just an all-around fantastic trip to a, a beautiful city, which I've gained even bigger appreciation and for. and don't let the people out, let them know i'm a gracious host i did make you an anytime drink of bloody mary as soon as you arrived I, you know what that's the strongest bloody i've ever had yeah, yeah making man out of you bills there was a lot of odds in that thing and you know what I, I think i've been changed for the better bloody marys are now i make them with a purpose when i make them yeah to get buzzed yeah not just to enjoy some tomato juice which is delicious but yeah that that opened my eyes Jim, opened one of my, one of my of favorite ways, parts but. of the night was when rowdy and uh, my wife jen were downstairs and jen was swiping right on whatever accounts rowdy was on pissing rowdy off with these freakazoids you and i were upstairs <laughs> strumming on the guitar and rowdy's like oh they're gonna go play guitar together aren't they well done what a weekend you got of, some chops what a weekend of, of madness what a great time and let's, we should do it again let's do it again soon see you grant see you, well. see see you guys see you, there he is. Grant Bills, let's go sports show 4 to 6. Yeah, Rowdy's like, God, they're going to go play guitar, aren't they now? <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm with him on uh, Russell Wilson. He lost me at Nano Bubbles. Mr. Unlimited? Yep. Yeah, the Nano Bubbles. Lost me way before that. Yeah. He's a strange cat. If he, he didn't go to Wisconsin, I'd probably have zero respect for him. Oh, yeah. He is, a, he is a bizarre individual. Grant, we love you. So over the weekend that was, obviously we saw the Green Bay Packers dispatch the Chicago Bears 24-14, but Rowdy, looking at, and I don't mean to bring this up um, to be an a-hole when it comes to the Razor's Edge, I'm just I'm taking that out of the equation, but the Minnesota Vikings took down the Carolina Panthers 34-28. to Kirk Cousins actually has been having a, a, a decent season. I mean, the dude was 33-48. 373 yards, excuse me, with three touchdowns. And he was, you know, obviously one of the reasons why they won. Rowdy, the Minnesota Vikings, after having a woeful start, have been kind of stacking some success and getting some wins under their belt. And they're now uh, in second, well, I guess, you know, they're three and three of the Chicago Bears. But should the Packers? No, I'm still going to say the Packers are going to win the NFC North sitting at five and one. But do the Vikings, are they going to spell some trouble? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, not as good as a record, obviously, as when they own the Chicago Bears or the Lions. But we have to look out for the Kirk Cousins and the Vikings now moving forward because they're actually looking, playing a little better football. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has played overall pretty well this year. But you also look at the fact that uh, Minnesota leans heavily on their run game. Both Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison have both been a little beat up this year. I know Delvin Cook was out. Madison banged up his shoulder as well. But uh, Delvin Cook back now. Yeah, he had 140 but, uh, yards and a toddy. Those are two guys that they're going to lean on heavily. So if they can stay healthy, obviously that's, obviously that's a huge boost to Kirk Cousins in that offense. But it's the same thing with the Vikings. It's that defense. Remember last year, the defense was super young. They let go of a lot of guys that were in contract years. Yeah. And all those young guys pretty much got torched. And Zimmer kept saying, oh, we're going to get it fixed. We're going to get it fixed. And he's supposed to be the defensive guru. Uh-huh. And they never really got it fixed. Yeah, I mean those guys look a little bit better this year, but their defense is still kind of suspect. Yeah, and even if you have a stellar defense, we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be uh, dissecting you. I mean, they have one of the better uh, one-two punches at receiver when you look at it, being Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, they do. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a, a baller, and Adam Thielen is just a constant. Um, did you see? And then obviously we. Saw I'm not worried the about the Minnesota Vikings though. Uh, yeah, I'm also not worried about this team called the Detroit Lions. Yeah. They have some problems. I don't know if you saw the press conference or not, Rowdy, but did you see? Did you see Dan Campbell out on the podium calling out Jared Goff uh, after their he loss? He must have played terrible. So, um, watching the game, I'll, I'll play the. Um, I will play the Dan Campbell clip because in a second here. I, I told you I I watched Jared Goff. Man, this dates back to Mike McCarthy's last year. We're talking about Jared Goff version of, man, what was that, 2018? Yeah. And I thought that uh, there was a lot of things that he needed to work on because I didn't think he was very good. But remember, he was having like good seasons with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of things that I saw that I didn't think Jared Goff was good at. I watched like a decent amount of actually Lions games this year just because they've been on and or have Same. Had, had the red zone on. Same. I... Did not watch. Now I did not watch the Cincinnati game, 
But I thought overall Jared Goff looked like one of the better Jared Goff versions that I've seen. He's just not playing in Sean McVay's system, and he doesn't have the talent that the L.A. Rams have. He's now in Detroit. Let me. He's now in Detroit, man. Where everyone goes to die. And well, I mean, look at the look at the skill players around him. Well, Quintus Cephas didn't he break his he break his leg? So I'm having Cephas. I think Cephas is done. Well, he was. Well, the thing with Quintus Cephas, he was one of their better receivers this year. Yeah. I mean, they have him. You have T.J. Hawkinson, who's a good player, but he's he's a young tight end. Here, let me read these off to you, Rowdy. T.J. Hawkinson, like you said, DeAndre Swift caught some. I'm just reading who received balls here. Uh, Khalif Raymond. Never heard of him. This is a brother of a Packer. Amon Ra St. Brown. That's Equiminia St. Brown's brother. Tom Kennedy. Kaderil Hodge. And then getting one catch for negative two yards. Jamal Williams. Yeah, there's not a ton of skilled players there in Detroit. You yeah. can basically cut that off after, uh, well, Hawkinson, Hawks. Swift, St. Brown. And... And is is Amon Ra St. Brown turning any heads for a... I mean, he's a third-round pick. Would you take him over his brother Equiminius? 100%. <laughs> Jared Goff was 28-42 and 42 for 202 yards and one interception. Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, who is no stranger to making some fiery comments on the podium, here's what he had to say about Jared Goff. It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, look, I, I think... I will say this. I still don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like we can accurately judge him one way or another. Um, I don't feel that way yet. Now, I will say this. The whole time he's got this paper in his hand, he's just crinkling it because he looks nervous and pissed off that his team has now lost every single game. Here's well, I think he, here's the thing with Jared Goff. It's what I've noticed since when we were talking in 17. The guy's not – he's a pretty good quarterback when you give him a solid pocket and when the reads are easy, like the McVay offenses of the world or the Shanahan offenses of the world or even the Matt LaFleur offenses of the world, yeah. where it's right there drawn up and you normally have one of your first three targets is wide open and you can throw it and you have an open pocket. Jared Goff, like most quarterbacks, looks pretty good. <laughs> Guess what? You take away some of the talent. He's got nothing. Yeah, you take away uh, his, his good offensive line. It's Jared Goff, pretty not so good. Pretty pedestrian. Yeah, exactly. Dan Campbell went from crying for his players last week, crying on the podium for his players last week, to now I'll play the rest of the clip calling out his players, i.e. Jared Goff. Take a listen. Um, He's deep thought right here. I feel like he needs to step up more than he has. And I I think he needs to help us, you know. Just like everybody else, and uh, I think he he's got he's going to need to put a little bit of weight on his shoulders here, and it's time to step up, make some throws, and do some things. No, that's Dan Campbell, who went from crying for his players last week to saying, and I agree with him. Well, I think up. this is probably the first time that he really didn't see much effort. Yeah, oh, I totally. mean, you you look at what the score was; it was twenty to nothing Bengals going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, the score was thirty-four to eleven at the final. I whistle. think. Dan Campbell can say that uh, all the other games, even though the Lions have lost and they're they were zero and five prior, they actually gave good effort. And they were in the get the games. Yeah, like and now it's like okay, the season's slipping away from us really quick. Who's got the heart and the desire to be out there, right? And how can Dan Campbell inspire them, right? So Rowdy, I think what we're trying to say is the NFC North is the Packers. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, look, just okay. Throw away the Lions. They, they, I did see a funny meme where it was like an old, it was an old grandpa and a a younger grandson in the stands wearing Detroit Lions stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was basically something along the lines of, uh, you know, here, 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 we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. And then it was the grandpa saying, um, son or grandson, we're Lions fans. We're always rebuilding. In a perpetual state of rebuild. That's what it was. It was, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. <laughs> the little kid to the grandpa. Then the grandpa tells him. Son. Grandson. Grandson. We're always rebuilding. We're Lions fans. <laughs> uh, but then you look at uh, Minnesota, and yeah, they got they got the good receivers and the good running backs. Kirk Cousins played nice. Kirk Cousins nice. is playing decent, but the defense isn't very good. And then on the flip side with the Bears, you have a pretty good defense, but then the offense isn't very good. Yeah. Packers reign supreme. Giannis Adetokounmpo was on the podium yesterday. 
uh, talking about because the Bucks are going to get their rings. Because I don't know if you guys remember those or not. They did win the NBA Finals. They oh. beat the Phoenix Suns. Wait, I yeah, didn't know that. Believe it or not, it was a, a Wisconsin sports team did win something, and it was the NBA championship. Giannis Antetokounmpo was out there joking around about rings because they're getting their rings. He had this to say. Let's see if I listen to Giannis. What's your advice? Just bigger and bigger and more diamonds. And- I said, let me keep it very, very simple. I'm not very, I'm not competitive, guys. I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm going to keep it simple. I said, I want my ring to be bigger than my brothers. That's what I said. You know, I'm joking. But, uh, you know, when the uh, closest my brother showed me his ring, it was, it was huge. It was like an AirPod case. You know, it was huge. So I said, at least, you know, you guys don't sell us short. Give us a big ring also, you know. So, yeah. So Giannis wants a, a ring just bigger than his brother's. <laughs> bigger than Kosas. So uh, isn't it crazy that you have Giannis Sedendekumbo, uh, his two brothers now that are in the NBA, have all NBA rings while the Ball brothers have none? Well, I mean. And the Ball brothers get way dude, more. The Ball talk brothers the, are a bunch of uh, frauds. They get way more talk than the Edendekumbo uh, the brothers. The well, Edendekumbos. That's because of their family, though. Like their dads their, was their hype man. Yeah. Uh, who put every put all three of them in front of everybody's faces since I, they were young? They got saying they were all going to make fashion shoes. I think up, we could say though, bowling shoes out of really the bad. out of the three though, the majority of balls overall are probably more talented than the Anacumbos, but Giannis is that much better than I think all three combined. In a three yeah. on three. Yeah. Three-on-three three game, I'd take the yeah, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, be- because no one could guard Giannis. Yeah, Giannis would just back well, him down. That, and and I think you have Thanasis time where he'd just beat down on people. Thanasis is not good. Well, he's Rowdy. not good. I Th- said he beat he, down on good. people. What do you mean? Thanasis came did in. You, did you see his block in the see, preseason? Did you see Thanasis come in for like 30 seconds and hype everyone up with a foul? He's the hype man. Everybody's, oh. Everybody get up. That's the hype guy. Like, obviously, Lonzo is a legit NBA player, and LaMelo is a legit NBA player. LiAngelo is a legit thief, but... Uh, <laughs> the uh, true. I think he just got cut from the, the G League, by the way. Oh, yeah. Didn't he just sign? Yeah, yeah. and they cut him. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99. But it's like sure. Giannis is obviously the MVP. He's the the big timer. The other the other two are kind of yeah. just like end of the bench <laughs> hanger on. The Hornets waved him a day after signing him. Yeah, Leandro got waved a day after the Hornets signed him. Rony, sorry. I know you're. Big oh, guy. I'm not. I know I'm, you're. I know you're a big oh. Leandro guy. No, he. I think he was apologizing for interrupting you. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like the other, the other uh, brothers, the Antetokounmpo's, they're kind of like the end of the bench hanger on guys. Like my yeah, my name, yeah. my my brother's Giannis. Give me like the second to last bench spot. <laughs> they're like, okay, you got it. All <laughs> right, you're in. Right. Was it, is, did Giannis okay this? Okay, cool. Yeah, you got it. Rowdy, you had made a comment. What? A, you said you didn't even know. That the NBA regular season was starting until I said something today. No, it's swear to God. Now I had I had made a comment that I didn't know a, a certain sporting event now, was going also, on. Also, I have to tell you because why I didn't know. I also don't really follow regular season NBA. I've been I've been growing farther and farther away from the NBA probably since like 2018. Yeah, I made a comment yesterday that I didn't know a certain sport was going on. It wasn't in jest. It was literally just me not knowing and. If it came off a, a, a you know a hole of me, I you know that's that's my bad, I guess. But Rowdy, um, yeah, the NBA regular season, Rowdy had no idea. It's starting tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks welcoming the Brooklyn Nets to the Pfizer Forum for a six thirty tip. And here's my question: How fired up are people about the regular season? How long have I been saying this about the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks? Since they... Like, it's cool that the sport's back, yes. Since they lost to the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals when they were up 2 to nothing, since they lost that game and they had the roster set the way it is, they have Giannis, who is a top 5, top 10 player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They were always going to be a good regular season team because they had one of the top 10 best basketball players at the time. They had a solid core that was extremely deep, and they were always going to be one of the better teams in the East, especially with all those guys currently under contract for the time being. And the only times that you were like really interested to tune into the NBA during the regular season was like, the special games, like where it was like your Halloween special, your Christmas special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your New Year's Day 
just because those were the big primetime matchups where it would be like a Milwaukee Bucks versus a Boston Celtic type matchup. Otherwise, it's like half the time you have load management for the NBA players or it's like they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies and either Memphis or Milwaukee didn't feel like playing that night. So it's like a blowout in either way. And when you yeah. weren't really expecting it to be like the, the regular season for the NBA has just become so boring to me. Well, Giannis Adenokounmpo was even kind of mentioning that um, a couple of days ago, I was reading Giannis was talking about the regular season and he was saying, I used to treat every game like it was do or die that you had to go out there, put it all on the line and, you know, just, cement your greatness in the regular season. He said once the bubble happened, he realized that you need to focus more on the postseason. And then what you saw in the playoff run when they eventually won the NBA championship, obviously, which is incredible. Giannis is now saying when it comes to the regular season, he's not really putting, it's not necessarily putting emphasis on it, that he's not treating it like a do or die situation. It's more, how can you prepare your body and yourself for the postseason? So in the regular season, you obviously go out there and you, when you're on the court, you play, I don't know, to win, obviously. But at the same time, I mean, Chris Middleton has said this before, too, that they really don't care about the regular season. It's all about the postseason. And what does that say about the NBA, Rowdy, that you can literally go through the motions knowing that it, you're full it, well going to be in the postseason? 100%, because that's what I feel like me as a Bucks fan watching the Bucks have done since that 2018-19 uh, series against the Toronto Raptors. It's like it's been basically just coasting to the playoffs and how brutal was it, especially in the, the bubble where the Milwaukee bucks were the best team in the league mm -hmm. record wise. Yeah. Then they take all that time off. They get to the bubble and they just didn't show up. Even the players didn't want to play in certain games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they're done. They were done. And you basically waited all year because you knew they were going to be one of the better teams in the NBA regardless. Yep. You waited all year just for the bubble postseason, and then that was their, I guess, effort. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, and, totally. And to be completely honest, you get a lot of terrible efforts from NBA games just in general. It's, like, like watch a Tuesday night NBA game between Sacramento and Memphis. Oh, why would you even watch? The, you'll have... Ten guys that are trying yeah. out um, of the thirty that are out there. For a something to watch in the regular season. Bucks are getting the rings tonight. That that'll be fun for the deer. Raise the banner. More games when the Bucks won fifteen games Same. than I did when the Bucks had the best record in basketball the year of that bubble. Uh the one thing to watch though, uh the rumor is, and we'll see how if it happens, the rumor is Giannis Dendacumbo's got got a jumper. We'll see, but the rumor is Giannis got a jumper. Yeah, supposedly he worked on his shooting form. One, don't you? I don't want to harp on it because the guy just he's won an MVP. I mean, he's just doing something that's like he never just, been done yeah, before. Yeah, he just won a championship. But, he's setting historic marks. I mean, not coming from a huge basketball guy here, but his shot was always off balance and didn't look right. <laughs> right? Am no, I he wrong? Like he I mean, Giannis's weird... game—you get to the rack, you bully everyone, you throw it down. Yeah, but he had oh, mean when he pulled Arr. up for a and jumper. When he pulled up for a jumper, didn't it always look like he was lean back and like off well, just a little off instead of like straight up coming through like you're supposed to? Yeah. It always looked off. And now I saw because I saw a picture of that on Twitter saying how don't look now, but all of his, his jumper percentages are way up. It's like, yeah, look at the picture here from before time and look at it now. He's straight up and down like you're taught. Yeah. Not lean back, all off balance, trying to shoot the basketball. I mean, I hope so because if, if he develops like a, a jump shot, it's going to be by far the best player in the league. Look out, man. Well, this Muzak. The Milwaukee Bucks start their title defense. Pfizer formed tonight. The Brooklyn Nets minus Kyrie Irving come to town for a 6.30 tip. What will the Greek freak Giannis Adenokounmpo and company do? Will Thanasis wave a towel like it's never been waved before? Will Chris Middleton show up? Will Drew Holiday continue to be locked down on so, defense? I haven't been following the story super close, but is Kyrie Irving expected to play tonight? Nope. Because now they said he can't play. At he all. can't play in New York, correct? Because of their vaccine mandate. Correct. But and he, he technically could in Milwaukee because there isn't one, correct? Correct. But, but Brooklyn is saying they don't want him at all. You, he is not allowed to do anything with the team at all. Until he gets the jab. 
And then you have Adam Stilver coming on saying this isn't a NBA problem. It's, it's a, New, a York problem. New York problem. Correct. Kevin gotcha. Durant and James Harden said they didn't want him to play unless he was there the whole time, pretty much. Yeah, and that's what their general manager was saying, too. It's like, not playing. Come to the Bucks, dude. We'd love to have so you. So now, is Kyrie Irving, is it guaranteed money in the NBA? I don't know the, all the, of the ins The and Nets outs. will not be offering him an extension now of $35 million, but I don't know the rest of his contract situation. No, I think he still gets paid because he is like reported to the team and with the team. I think it's a team decision to keep him out. Ben Simmons, on the other hand, who is yeah. meeting your, with, your buddy Ben Simmons back meeting with action. the media today, which should be fun. That'd be really fun. Didn't some Philly hosts like call for him to be like not on this earth anymore? No. Oh, I thought you came in and said like your morning show host in Philly said you should like die or something. No. Oh. Different words. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was more churched up than that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how's Ben Simmons looking, by the way? Is he is in full participant? <laughs> like, is he he, he, he practiced yesterday shoot a three? with his phone in his pocket. I saw the video of that. <laughs> Wait. Hang on. Not to make this a Ben Simmons segment, but... No, I, just real quick. This media availability could be the most captivating and interesting since T.O. did push-ups in his driveway. And don't forget the ab workout. And the ab workout. It's dynamite abs. Uh, Polly says, you don't want the flat earther head case on your team. Well, Polly, have you been up there? I don't know if there's flat or not. Have you been up there, Polly? I haven't seen it. All right, Ben. I do think it is funny, though. Um, could be square. That, that Ben Simmons, was. there was videos of it. You could clearly see the, the phone, phone in, his in his sweatpants pocket. Funny is not the word I would use. Uh, well, I thought to it was me hilarious. It's funny. Fine. Sorry. Hilarious. <laughs> Comical. <laughs> As he's like half ass going through these drills with like his hand in his pants, like he's waiting for like a phone call to say you're traded. This is that is, what he's doing? This is a I'm massive sure. like Twitter police thing to do. But someone took a video of the post game, uh, the post practice huddle. Yeah, there it is. Where everyone puts their hand in and they say like one, two, three, team. And Simmons was just like on the outskirts and he just left. Yeah, he probably had a phone call to take. He's trying to get out so bad that now no one wants him because they realize. Why his did he character. even show up? Why did you he show up? Money. Oh, he's a sellout. He, he wants, wants his money. money. That's that's just it. Show 100%. up, get your money. He realized that he got fined for game checks in the preseason. Said, you know what? Maybe I do want to make $33 million this year. Life is back on, sports bettors. And BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Is Wisconsin going to need some magic? They control their own destiny. When I say that, they control their own destiny. What do you think, Rhodes? My exact thoughts are, yeah, but for how long? <laughs> because I'm I'm serious when I say, you know, this Purdue, Bur, this Purdue team is going to give them trouble. This Purdue this team. isn't this isn't Purdue of the last few years or the last I don't know decade. This team actually can throw the football successfully. They have a pretty solid defense, and they've played some good college football teams. They beat Iowa, and not not only that, they played a really tough game against Notre Dame. All right, 608-321-1670. That's the phone number. When I say Wisconsin controls their own destiny, what do you think? I know that Wisconsin opened as a three-point favorite, which – is wild to me. And if we weren't Badger fans, I probably would have given it out already to take Purdue. Really? But I, I mean, I look at this game and say, say they do find a way to beat Purdue. Say, say they find a way to beat Purdue by three. Then they have to go play Iowa. Yeah. It's going to be homecoming in Madison. It'll be a, a big weekend for Wisconsin, but, but, they have to play Iowa, the team that is leading the nation in turnovers and turnover margin. What are the Badgers really bad at this year? Protecting the football. Like, those are your next two games. Obviously, the first one being Purdue on the road and then Iowa at home. Those are your next two games. You have to win out, basically, to win the Big Ten West. Yeah, I mean, they have to. They literally have to just win. Al Davis once said it, right, Rowdy? Just win, baby. 
the Badgers control like how their long own destiny. do you think that we will continue to say this? How long past uh, I guess this Saturday? Well, coming this Saturday with Purdue and their win over Iowa, Purdue, Purdue is now ranked. Yes, newly ranked. And what is Wisconsin against ranked teams? Or it, what is Graham Mertz in his career against ranked teams? Was it 0-7? I think wasn't. I thought it was 0-8. Or uh, yeah, I, I think pretty, I tried, no, yeah. After Michigan, I tried to I'm pretty sure Graham Mertz is 0 and 8 in games against teams that are ranked, and I think it was Wisconsin was something like 0 and 10 in their last games as a team against teams that were ranked. Yeah, it's not good. It is not good at all. Uh, Jimmy Leonard, the DC for Wisconsin. And the reason, yes, it's it's 0 and 10 in their last 10 against teams that were ranked because if you go back to 2019. Because obviously Graham Mertz started at quarterback for Jack Cohn in 2020. Jack Cohn's last two games were a loss to Oregon, which they shouldn't have lost, and a loss to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, which they shouldn't have lost. <laughs> Jimmy Leonard Rowdy. I hate, I hate thinking about those games. Jimmy Leonard Rowdy is talking have about. Have not beat a ranked team since 2019. Yikes. Jimmy Leonard talks to DC about controlling your own destiny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's early enough in the season where you feel like you still have control over your destiny, especially playing so many teams in the West coming up. Anything can happen. You know, the Big Ten is is wide open on the West side, and uh, we're excited. You know, we, we got a big one this week. Purdue played extremely well, obviously, both sides of the ball last week, and um, it's a team that's given us issues. We've had some shootouts. We've had some um, some fun games to be a part of because because we've won most of them. But um, they're a talented football team. They they execute well uh, schematically. They they do some really good things that challenge you. So I think our guys see that. They understand that, and they understand that everything that we want to do is still out front of us. And we gotta we gotta play well. We gotta execute. We gotta make a little bit of noise here in in this side of the conference and. Hopefully we can get hot and build off of some of the momentum we have right now and uh, just continue to, to push forward. Man, what momentum do they have? Yeah, here's some of the numbers that scare me about Purdue, too. You look at uh, the fact that they only allow 14 points per game. 14 points per game. And Wisconsin put up 20 on Army. That's what I'm saying. We're, we aren't seeing a good Wisconsin offense by any stretch of the imagination. Actually, it's been one of the worst offense that you've seen in the last two-plus decades. Pretty abysmal. And Purdue's not giving up anything. And then you look at the other one that's uh, really alarming for me. You go to total pass yards. They're averaging, Purdue that is, 334 pass yards per game. Where is the one spot if you look at the defense? That's the cradle of quarterbacks in Purdue, West Lafayette. Yeah, they haven't even had a good one in a decade. That's the cradle of quarterbacks. Just ask But But anyways, where... Where is the one weak spot if you have to point to a weak spot on the defense? The it's the secondary. Purdue's averaging 334 yards through the air. And yeah, Wisconsin's going to stop the run. Boilermakers don't run the football. They average less than 90 yards on the ground per game. Doesn't matter that Wisconsin holds teams to less than 65 yards rushing. They're not going to try and run the football. They can't do it very well. They're going to pass and they're going to try and play good defense. Ben talked about it uh, yesterday. Hey, they have uh, one of the better defensive lines, too, in the Big Ten, and they have one of the better DNs in the Big Ten. I mean, look at what they've done. They beat Oregon State. Obviously, they dismantled UConn, but whatever. They're terrible. Lost a tight game against uh, Notre Dame. That was a lot closer than what that final score said. Beat Illinois. Lost to Minnesota in a game in which they played terribly, and then beat Iowa. But in all those games, you can look at it, and they're not giving up very many points, and Wisconsin hasn't been scoring no. many points. Wisconsin is uh, ugly. Mertz, and the last time speaking of Ben, Ben, text me, Mertz 0-6 and the team 0-8 versus ranked teams. And Dude, what about uh, even going one further? The last time they played at Purdue, when they had Jonathan Taylor, when they had Jack Cohn, that was an ugly game that they barely won. Yeah. And the oh. offensive line was much better. Yeah. The running back was much better. The quarterback has played much better. I'm a wee little bit nervous. I, I just can't believe that Wisconsin's a three-point favorite in this game. That... Especially after Rowdy. how they've played all year. Now, if you would have told me, oh, yeah, Wisconsin's a favorite at the beginning of the year against Purdue midway through the season, I would have said, well, 
duh. And then if you would have told me it was only three, I would go, oh, give me Wisconsin all day. Not after watching now the first six like, weeks. Uh-huh. We had a couple of people around the office ask if you were going to bet uh, against the Badgers. Yeah, and that conversation went, yeah, if we weren't Badger fans, because normally I don't do that, I would have already given out Purdue. <laughs> and then he, then he also said, why is that clouding your judgment? And then I go, because I just have to totally get off the bandwagon. Yeah. As long as they still have that uh, Big Ten West opportunity. And as, they do. They as, have it. As, as they do until at least Saturday. They got it. I'll hold on to it. But it was like. I'm not afraid to jump ship when it's time to jump ship. I mean, look look at Wisconsin basketball and us betting against them. Right now, or I should say yesterday, the New York Mets really, really, really wanted to talk to a certain individual. His name is David Stearns. He's a head of, uh, he's a president of baseball operations for the Brewers. Hey, Ben, can you see, can you see who's on line one? He is the head of baseball operations for the uh, president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. The New York Mets want him and want him bad. What did the Mets do yesterday, right? Well, or and the Brewers, I now say. growing up, David Stearns was a Mets fan. He's from the New York area. And it makes sense, right? That was the team growing up. He could potentially want to be there. But he's under contract with the Milwaukee Brewers. So the New York Mets asked if they could speak to David Stearns. And the Milwaukee Brewers organization gave him the big old N-O, no. They, said they do not no. have permission to speak to David Stearns. So I guess going into 2022... David Stearns will be in the last year of his contract with the Milwaukee Brewers, and we'll have to see what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you think happens here? He did sign an extension to stay in Milwaukee, says he likes Milwaukee, says he's building something in Milwaukee. Obviously, the Milwaukee Brewers have some foundations built here, especially with that young pitching staff and some of the other younger players that are on this roster for years to come. And what do you think plays out, I guess? Over the next year, because obviously this them, the Milwaukee Brewers front office and ownership group saying, no, you can't talk to David Stearns obviously doesn't mean that they're interested at all in tra- potentially trading him. Because remember, there were some of those floating arounds in some of the Yahoo.coms and whatever bigger uh, media sites for the New York teams that I don't that's there's that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't know what's going <laughs> to does it's more or less does David Stearns want to stay in Milwaukee after next season? Yeah, I think he wants to see. I feel like you would want to see these arms out, right? I mean, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and this little nucleus you have going. Now, David Stearns is still extremely young. He technically hasn't built anything into a winner. Like you have the the, the guy that everyone kind of. Well, there's a couple of them. Billy Bean being one since it's yeah, Moneyball. Billy Bean said no. But then there's a lot of people that are hoping that they could land the next Theo Epstein, the guy that says he doesn't like being anywhere for longer than a decade because it gets old. it gets old, it gets bland. Well, he's also a guy that found ways to break the Boston curse, so, the Chicago curse, and didn't have to be there very long because he actually built it up, won a championship, and then says, all right, I'm moving so on. So David Stearns was denied by the Brewers brass of talking to the Mets. Billy Bean told the New York Mets no. And Ben Kenny, you just sent me a tweet. Ben, would you like to read the tweet or should I do the honors? I, I would love to. Please, read the, the Mets tweet. The Mets the Mets. Read the tweet about the Mets you just sent me. Joel Sherman tweeted that a report that the Mets have put former Pirates first baseman Dorian Boylan, who, by the way, I don't know who that is, on a growing short list led to a pleasant conversation with him. They said, or he said, he had no interest in the job, however, because he is happy running his car dealerships. <laughs> so, hmm, what do I want to do? Be the GM of the New York Mets or run my car dealerships? I will side with the car dealership. There you go, Rowdy. Who wants to be well, I mean, with the Mets? You look at what the Milwaukee Brewers have currently. You have Freddie Peralta. He's locked up through 2026 if you use the uh, club options. You have Lauer, you have Hauser, you have Woodruff, you have Burns all locked up through 2024. I mean, Colton Wong, you have locked up through 2023. Josh Hader, 2023. Willie Adamas, 2024. Um, I believe Luis Arias is 2025. You have the majority of the nuclear, even Rowdy Telez is 2024. You have the majority of the arms 
and the young talent locked up till at least 2024. I think some of the only guys that you don't have locked up until then is Josh Hader, who's out after 2023, and Omar Nervais, who's out after 2022. Pretty much everyone else or the majority of players that are impact-type players, whether it's arms or bats, are locked up from 2024 or later. Mm. So I have like a couple thoughts on this. I understand if David Stearns doesn't want to see this through. He grew up in the New York area. He's a huge Mets fan. That is his ideal team that he wants to win a championship, and that's where he wants to be. It'd just be like all of us growing up being in the exact situation, but yeah. being with the Brewers. Yeah. It's basically Craig Council, but in the front I office. Brought, by the way, I would have brought the Brewers a championship by now. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I get it, right? The only thing that I think is nice that if he does decide to move on after 2022, I think it's nice that we're talking about this type of foundation where you have the arms, you have young players. For sure. And let's not forget, we still have another year of David Stearns to see what he can do both this up- upcoming offseason and in next summer's draft. You're going to still get another year of David Stearns. So it's not like the uh, cupboards are going to be bare for whoever gets hired no, no, to yeah. be the next GM. And then on top of that, you look at their minor leagues. Yeah, the minor league system isn't ranked very high. That's the Brewers always go through this, though. They probably have about half a dozen players that are ballers that are going to be able to Garrett Mitchell anyone? impact the Milwaukee Brewers Joey roster Weimer? in the next anywhere from this next season to 2024. They have probably half a dozen impactful players. And you're only going to add to that in the next year, and you're only going to see other players potentially develop. Some will fall off. But uh, I think uh, wherever, if Stearns leaves or if he uh, stays and it gets an extension with the Brewers, I think they're set up for success no matter what happens, probably through a solid 2025. Love it. The phone's quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? What's up? What's up, brother? Hey, so first of all, I got to say this to Nelly. Um, don't, why don't you bet against your team? I would bet against my team. I, I, in fact, I took the Bears in the six points. Like, that's kind of betting against them because I didn't really give a crap if they lost or not. You know yeah, I mean? but you kind of had that as in your as, back pocket where it's like, oh, if they still win, Paulie, it's we, have still morals. Nice. we have morals. But as long as they keep it to six. Yeah, well, and here's my – I got a double-barrel D-bag of the week. Oh, right? the double-barrel D-bag of the week. I like that, Polly. Yeah, so you got Russell Wilson. Yep, he's up. Act, I, I put this on Twitch. Don't know if you saw it, but it reminded me of that scene in the Looney Bin where Ace Ventura is <laughs> the, the football player that can't let it go. He's got the 2 He takes the hand off and dies over the head. Like, <laughs> put me in, coach. Put you know what coach. I mean? Put me in, coach. Yeah. Yeah, one that of the greatest movies of, of all time, Polly. That reminded me of that that scene. And but if you want to know who I think could possibly be D bag of the millennium, who? Um, what's his name's brother? Uh, Mahomes. Oh yeah, you're gonna go dance on some dead guy's memorial? What a piece of yeah, freaking he, garbage! He, he danced on Sean Taylor. Actually, number. I like it. I I will second that, Polly. I think and, his and, brother's a donkey. And you know what? Well, what is his claim to fame? He's 21 years old. What Dancing was on TikTok. Wilson, or what was, uh, my, yeah, exactly. I'm an influencer. What the? That's a job now? Ah, yep, it like, is. Really? It he, is. And he only became that because my cousin's he's wife Patrick Mahomes' Believe it or brother. Not, my cousin's wife is one. She makes, like, insane money. It's wild, dude. I'm sure they make great money, but. Yeah, but your whole problem, life, your whole life is like a movie. Like every everyone, every family member involved, everyone involved is now like a a prop on your movie life. That it's so it's so eye rolly and cringy. I second it, Paulie. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. You can't be dancing on Sean Taylor's number on Sean Taylor's day when they're retiring it, and then go. It and bad. Let's. Uh, we can even say just. In the before times, before that, before this week, he's done a lot of D-bag things. So I feel like that makes him an easier nominee. And and, and the thing is, like, I, got it. I'm, not go. even, I'm not even as mad as the influencers, at the influencers, as I am at the idiots who, like, follow them and are like, <laughs> oh, my God, this person's really cool. And look at what the, you know oh what I mean? Oh, like, my God, he, he, he did this dance called the Dougie. Oh, my God, it was like, that's <laughs> awesome. Remember Thanks he was for yourself. 
He was throwing God. water on people yeah, he was throwing wa- when yeah. the Chiefs lost. The rumor is, and this is a meme floating around too, Polly, but the rumor is that Patrick Mahomes is going to do to his family like Aaron Rodgers did. Well, he should definitely do it to his brother. <laughs> For sure. Because honestly, honestly, if that was my brother, I'd have whipped his ass. Uh, I'd have beat him. I- I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but Patrick Mahomes' brother did apologize for dancing on Sean Taylor's number. No, no, no. You know what he said? Because I read it this morning. He's like, "Oh, we were, we were, um, we were guided over to that area and told to stand over in that area." Yeah, nobody told you to dance on a dead guy's number who got murdered in his own house. Yeah, it's pretty tough, you, dude. Dude, I, I would, I would. All right, like, he's what, up. What is his? All right, cool. He should, I, 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 he should automatically win. Well, we, we, have a, we have, a, we have a, a collective list this week so far. It's the University of Tennessee fans for pummeling Lane Kiffin and Old Miss, getting fined $250,000 well, for the trash they threw and golf balls and, and bottles and everything. I don't like the fact that they did that on their own home ground. It's but pretty tough. Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin is a douchebag. So I mean, he like, did win though. But uh, so their University of Tennessee is up. No, he did. He did. Russell Wilson is up. Russell Wilson is up for his weird antics of like running a no huddle two minute offense and even giving a fake pump up speech to literally no one on the field. It was very bizarre. And now <laughs> yeah. uh, Jackson Mahomes, Pat Mahomes' brother. Yeah, he's got to be there. He's got. I would vote if if you said. There was well, I don't know. I don't have the Twitter, whatever. You don't have. But the I would just, I would, I would, I would stay up day and night, just push and vote, vote, <laughs> vote, vote, vote. Well, uh, Paulie, unfortunately on Twitter you have to make a bunch of burners. You can only vote once on Twitter, but you have to make a bunch uh, of burners for that. Gotcha. Well, so therefore, it's one vote for one person, unless it's Kevin Durant that gets a hold of our poll. <laughs> yeah, Paul, you're the man, brother. Take it easy, boy. See you on me. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally. Fine I'm with for that. it. Yeah, wasn't he throwing water and throwing, water. throwing stuff at people? He, he did something else earlier in the like season, like smack too. talking. Yeah, because then he was smack talking when uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs were playing really well, and then he couldn't handle it when they were playing like crap. Oh yeah, here's a video of him throwing water no. on fans uh, at Ravens fans after the Chiefs lost. An entitled influencer, Ugh. who just happens to be Patrick Mahomes' brother. Gag me. Yep, he's up there. He uh, might even get my vote. Yeah, I got a hell of a run today. Yeah, how about that? Or we, uh, on Friday. Sudden, all of a sudden, uh, didn't really have much last week, and now there's just three D-bags that emerge before yeah. the first, I guess, the first two days of the week. Yeah, our guy G-Dub, who is a Washington football team fan, says I was boiling when I saw, what the hell's his name? Jackson Mahomes do that. Uh, hopefully no D-bag nominations here for playing Nickelback. It's been stuck in my head lately. I right, will come right back. I'm a fan of Nickelback. Uh, ben Kenny, I can admit it. Well, yeah, they got bangers. Ben Kenny says he's going to nominate the Washington football team when he comes in for D bag of the week. Uh-huh. Well, Ben. Wow. All right. Well, I'm curious. Man, D bag of the week is very inspired on a Tuesday. Uh, ben Kenny is not in yet. I know the direction he's going to go though with the Washington football team. He's going to nominate. By the way, the football team coming in to play the Green Bay Packers. On Sunday, before we uh, talk a little bit about that, and David Bakhtiari coming back to practice on Wednesday, if everything is like hunky-dory and he's way ahead of schedule and ready to go, he could potentially play on Sunday. I'm not getting my hopes up, but it's out there. Uh, Rowdy, I'm looking here. Uh, Pauly, who just called in a little bit ago, we had some spirited conversations with him yesterday. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers said a woman was giving him the double bird at Soldier Field, that's why I made him start shouting, uh, my whole effing life, I've owned you, I still own you, yada, 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 right? Well, the pictures have surfaced. It's like there's not just one woman giving Aaron Rodgers the double birds. It's like it's half a dozen people at least. I can I can count with my naked eye seven uh, without even investigating, like doing like a Where's Waldo kind of thing, like where's the double birds? I see at least seven, eight people all flipping Rodgers off. So it's not just one, it wasn't just one person, it was a magnitude of people. And then our guy Corey in Marshall just hit me up with a – he said, here's a good fact to brighten up your day. Um, it comes from PackersHistory.com. Uh, PackersHistory.com says, quote, I will literally never get over the fact that at one point in time the Chicago Bears had 81 wins in the all-time series while the Green Bay Packers only had 57. And the Packers still got to 100 wins first. That really is the greatest comeback. In sports history. Yeah, that's wild. 
wow, who's that daddy and what does he do? Well, he's Aaron Rodgers and he plays quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, when it comes to spirited debates with uh, D-Bag of the Week, Rowdy, we didn't have any last week. Now our cup overfloweth with yeah. bags. Uh, Actually, I think I remember who it was last week. That's why we didn't do it. No, it was Craig Council. It was Craig Council, it was David Br- Stearns. It was Brewers, it was, yeah. Brewers Management. Yes, yeah, Brewers Management. It yeah, was David yeah, Stearns. Right. It was Craig Council because I said if they come out there, because yeah. we have been talking about it for three and a half weeks, if they come out there playing that horribly like they did to end the season, all for the sake of health, and then all of a sudden they blow it because they can't get anything going, they are D-bags. So, yes, they were D-bags. Brewers no vote, No vote last week. They automatically were D-bags. And before that, it was Devin Williams who won, correct? Yes. Yep. He beat he beat Grant. <laughs> so, our cup overfloweth right now with bags. University of Tennessee and their fans for... Chucking golf balls and golf water ball, balls. Water bottles, pizza boxes... Just trash everywhere, getting fined two hundred fifty thousand. I think the funniest part though is when they were literally fighting over the visor when he tossed the visor into the stands, like they really wanted it. So bizarre. Like if they really had that much hate for someone, wouldn't you think they threw the visor back? You would think. Some people would even say they didn't mind other people and throw home run balls back. So University of Tennessee, and then we also have Jackson Mahomes, Pat Mahomes' brother. He, he I think I'm going to vote for him. He pisses me off, and I don't even know the guy. I don't follow him on anything. Just. Just seeing him with the, some of the antics he has and like the I'm Patrick Mahomes' brother, meh. He, oh, <laughs> he annoys me. So there's that. Um, we said no to Brett Bielema. And then there's this. Um, this individual right here. Mr. Unlimited. Speaking yeah. of annoying. Russell Wilson. Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson is limited right now because he's dealing with a, what was it, a severely dislocated finger. He's got a finger injury, so he's, he didn't play. But a lot of people are very annoyed and hacked off because Russell Wilson, he's a, he's a strange guy. Like, he's, a, he's bizarre. I think I'm fine in saying that. He's a strange guy. He said a lot of weird things throughout his years, uh, starting with nanobubbles, how you drink a certain uh, sports drink that he was an, an investor in, and the bubbles in it protect you from getting concussions in your brain. That's where the Doesn't things, protect your uh, finger, though. That's where the things started to get a little weird. But Russell Wilson, who did not uh, was not playing because of his injury, the cameras just so happened to be on before the uh, Steelers game. And Russell Wilson, who again is injured, was out by himself running the two-minute offense, his drill, before the game started. You can even hear what he was saying. The announcer, he went through a game. Uh, in the oh. first clip, Russell Wilson's on, Rowdy, in the first clip, Russell Wilson is on his knee pretending like he's talking to an entire huddle of his teammates. Then, can you hear it? <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, and he's got the cameras on, which he knows it's on. Oh, he's and by he's... himself on the field. This is something that... Uh, one of our listeners, Steve, has kind of said about uh, Graham Mertz, how he thought uh, Graham Mertz could be a me guy disguised as a we guy. Yeah. I think that's Russell Wilson. Mr. Unlimited. So you don't make those videos. <laughs> it's it's very cringe. It's big time cringe. Is Russ up then for a bag? Sure. Yeah, I'm fine with it. You just made the list! I still... See, I still have to say that I think for my vote right now, going now we Mahomes. have until Friday, but uh, he's, yeah, Mahomes' brother is my favorite. Mr. Unlimited. Like, we know yeah. Russell Wilson is like a dork like this. We know that he does Mr. this Unlimited weird, Rowdy, get it right stuff, but uh, Mahomes, the fact that you are now being put all over on different things and you have nothing to do with the NFL or should have nothing to do with the NFL. You're just there because you are on TikTok and who your brother is. Get lost, you You bum. You're not even good at dancing. All right, we'll come right back. Razor's Edge on the way. Do a little sports gambling. Ben Kenny has finally arrived. I got to hear his. Like I said earlier, the D-Bag Cup overfloweth today on this Tuesday. Ben Kenny's going to throw his hat in the ring. I know where he's going, and I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. You said 
you wanted to nominate someone for D-Bag of the Week. Our cup is overflowing today with bag nominations. We have University of Tennessee and their fan base for throwing garbage everywhere. We have Jackson Mahomes. Well, first, we have Russell Wilson for his bizarre antics. I don't think he's going to win, but it's funny. And then you have Jackson Mahomes for dancing on Sean Taylor's number. Sean Taylor, the guy who was murdered in his own house when he was getting robbed. It's a very sad story. One of the you know fantastic, insanely incredible football player. They honored him, retired his number, and then Jackson Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' brother, decided to make a TikTok video dancing on the poor dead man's number. Well, honored him is a very strong word. Uh, I'm nominating Bruce Allen, the owner of the Washington football team. If you've followed football at all over the last month, you know that there is a ongoing probe into his emails. and. and oh, I thought it was just John Gruden. All of the ongoings. Well, that's where that came from. Yeah. As a PR stunt, in order to get the negative press away from them, they used the honor of Sean Taylor and said, you know what, we're going to retire his number so people say good things about us. Which, in and of itself, that's a problem. More importantly... Very bad timing. And I have the tweet. I'll send it to you. It kind of shows you the, the outline of the day. They rededicated a road. Call it Sean Taylor Road, right? They took the picture. It's right next to all the porta-potties in the tailgating lot. Send that to me. The number which they put on the side of the field, is where they had all of their season ticket holders and VIPs stand before the game. They literally fenced off that exact area. Yeah, I saw pictures of people standing there after Jackson Mahomes was dancing on the number. During halftime, there was nothing going on. And finally, Bruce Allen wore the super ugly over Snyder when taking the pictures with the family. Was Bruce Allen, was Dan Snyder not out there? Uh, he might have been, but he just totally disgraced the honor of Sean Taylor by having this day and making it a joke. Like, they didn't put any effort into it. Now, I do agree that the Washington football team is a scumbag move for doing that, of trying to get the NFL's investigation of the eye elsewhere to give them good publicity by honoring. There's no coincidence that Sean Taylor's day was during that, right? Like, didn't they just announce it out of the blue? Like, yeah, hey, pretty much. Yeah, Sean Taylor. Dan uh, Snyder, I'm saying. Not not Bruce Allen. I'm yeah, sorry. No, you're, you're good. I know what you meant. Dan Snyder. Stays. But, Ben, if you followed football, you said for the past you know couple months about you know this investigation to the football team. If you followed football for, God, since the 90s, when, he bought, when did Dan Snyder buy the team? Whenever Dan Snyder bought the then Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, when, uh, 99, that's when he bought him. If you followed football at all from 1999, we bought him. Dan Snyder is the biggest scum douchebag ever. I know. And that's like saying water is wet. I know this tops the list, though, because it wasn't just him being in like a solo scum. It's him disgracing the honor of Sean Taylor. I I do agree that they're using Sean Taylor to try to get them to have a good publicity, good light. Ebo, they remade this road into Sean Taylor Road, took a picture with Sean Taylor's family, yeah, right? it's and it's just all porta-potties. So, Rowdy, what do we do here? I mean, Ben does have a point. There was a bunch of season ticket holders and other PDF, I think there's media members too, standing on Sean Taylor's number. But there's also this guy named Jackson Mahomes who danced on his number, whose brother is Patrick Mahomes, put it all over TikTok to try to get more hits and publicity out of it. What's, what do we do here? I mean, I get, I get uh, both sides. Obviously, I agreed with Paulie nominating um, Jackson Mahomes, and I get where Ben's coming from on this one. What if but we again, do a heads up battle? But a, uh, but again, like a pre, we, we didn't we didn't uh, designate Brett Bielema on this list because oh my gosh, yeah, we 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 talked we, about we, that. We <laughs> turned him down because it's just Brett Bielema doing Brett Bielema things. I mean, this is this is Washington football team, aka the Redskins, doing Redskin things. Like, yeah, but Brett Bielema is being himself. And uh, here's what we're gonna do on Thursday: we're gonna have a heads-up battle, Jackson Mahomes versus the Washington football team. And then who wins that battle? It's the pre-bag. Whoever wins that battle will then go up for D-bag on Friday. Against Russell Wilson? And University of Tennessee. And if, or if we don't have a fourth spot by Friday, we can put football team and Jackson Mahomes up, and they can battle it out that way. All right. So, Ben, uh, for the pre-bag and potentially D-bag. <laughs> you just made the list! Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, Polly. Um, so... I- I got to agree with Ben. I'm going to say this. I, I, 
the Washington football team's been a hot mess since Snyder took over. He's the biggest D bag there is. Yeah, and, but, he, and he's been on the D bag list many times. Like he's he's no stranger it, to this 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 tournament. And and I'm not saying that Ben's wrong. But I'm just saying it is pretty bad. It is definitely pretty bad that they decided to do it at this time and not before. Um, yeah, there's, so there's no coincidence that this happened. That this they, they, are, they, they, they put any effort into it after they, announcing it during the week. Yeah, they are. They are trying to deflect for sure. But the only thing, I suppose, I guess, I, I, I guess, I see it both ways. The only thing worse than trying to use a dead guy for your advantage is dancing on his fucking grave. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. I got that dumb button, baby. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is dancing on his on his memorial. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah but it's, um, it's Snyder's fault that they were all standing on it. Why didn't they put the right, memorial here, 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 at midfield? Here's what we're doing. We're doing the pre bag on Thursday. It's the pre bag. Vote. I, you know what? I I think it's a pre bag. It's a vote. Pre bag. These are the two that actually deserve to win. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. You could put them both in the same boat. I, honestly, <laughs> for me, I'd be happy with that. If we don't have a final spot. On Friday, uh, if we're like, if we have too many, because we only get four spots. If there's too many, we'll have the pre-bag vote on Thursday. Okay. Capiche? Okay. Capiche? Capiche? Sorry, sorry about the f bomb. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. got a little I, carried away I, there. I, I assume my dumb button worked. We love you. All right. See, see you. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> see you. Fine. Fine. See you. <laughs>